This is my Bible. It is the word of truth. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can. I'm a believer and not a doubter. I'm a doer and not just a hearer. I am humble before the Lord. I'm obedient to the Lord. I'm mature in the Lord. And I'm enthusiastic about the Lord. I know that faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. We're in John chapter 5. Amen. Before I read that scripture, I just want to thank God for the opportunity to, to bring him glory another time. Amen. Another time. I thank Pastor Bogan for the opportunity and for just, just nurturing me in this word. All these years, Pastor has been preaching the truth of God's word. Amen. I appreciate you, sir. To all of the, the ministers and to our family and friends here today, this morning, I just want to say I love you guys. I love my striving family. To my son, uh, when you hear this, I just want you to know I'm already proud of you. I'm already proud of you. To my daughter Trinity, who's growing up on me, <laughs> sharing her opinion with me, huh? And how many of you know she gives me the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help me, God. You know, when we read, we, I'm laughing, but we need that. Somebody to tell you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. I thank God for my mom who raised me up, like Keisha said, she raised me up on because I said so. Because I told you so, amen? Thanks, mom. I see God moving in your life. For my sisters in love that are in the building, I thank God for you for encouraging me, for laughing with me, for crying with me. I thank God for you. And last but not least, I thank God for my husband. I thank God for you, Robert. Um, it's a blessing when you know that you have somebody who has your back, who covers you. Huh? When you think you're just going about your way, somebody that, that got your back. You need somebody to have your back. Amen? And it's awesome when it's your spouse. And so I thank God for you. Now we're reading. We're in John chapter 5. And I'm going to read it to your hearing. I'm going to begin at verse 2. Amen? It says, Now there is in Jerusalem, by the Sheep Gate, a pool in Aramaic called Bethesda, some versions said Bethsaida, which has five broods colonies. In these lay a multitude of invalids, so some say lame, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man, some Bibles say, I like how it says, a certain man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made whole? Some Bibles say, do you want to be healed? Some Bibles say, do you want to be made well? Amen? You may have your seat. You know, initially... I was given this text for a woman's conference. And so initially I studied it for women and you know in mind I preached it to women and when my in my study I focused on women. And it, it was a blessing it blessed my soul 
and it blessed their soul. But it wasn't until after I preached the message that the Holy Spirit said that this was a word for the whole body. Somebody say the whole body. And after studying it again with this perspective in mind, I, I gained so much more. I could have gone another way, and I was, trying to, I was trying to go another way. But this word continued to surface. Amen? And so it is my prayer on this morning that this word will equip you to be whole in your mind, in your body, in your soul, individually and collectively as one body of believers a body which impacts our areas of influence for the kingdom of God, amen? You see, in our text in, in John chapter 5, it says, now there was a, a certain man who was there who had an infirmity 38 years. And then when Jesus saw him lying there and knew he'd been there for a long time, in this condition, he said to him, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be made whole? Now, now consider this. Throughout the scriptures, Jesus healed the sick and the lame. He, he opened the eyes of the blind, but he never asked any of them this question. Do you want to be made whole? And now, remember he, he, remember he healed a, a blind man from birth. He told him, he said, this, this, uh, this sin or this healing this blindness is not because of his parents' sin or because of his sin, but so that God might be glorified in him. You remember in, in the Gospels and in, in Mark and Luke, and there's a woman with the issue of blood. It says she had that issue for 12 long years. And she was found pressing her way through the crowd, low to the ground. She spent all that she had. She tried physicians. She the, the scripture says she searched all over, yet in humility, she reached and touched the hem of his garment. Huh? She reached a pivotal point in her mind, and she said, if I can just touch somebody, the hem of his garment, I know I will be made whole. The scripture said that virtue left his body, and he wanted to know, who, who touched me? He said, daughter, by faith, have made you whole. Amen? He healed a man from, he, it was 10 lepers, but he healed, the, one of them was the one who returned. He healed a man that was completely out of his mind, possessed with demons. And out of all of those, he healed. Out of all of those, and so many more, he never asked, he never asked any of them, do you want to be made whole? It just seems to me that if you've been in that condition for a long time, when you think to yourself, well, I mean, he's been there for a long time. I, I would just assume, I guess that's why I'm not God, that he, he wants to be made whole. It just seems that 38 years, we would automatically think that this, it's without question that this man wanted to be made whole. And after I just had to study it a, a little bit further to understand, because Jesus asked this question for a very important reason. The text says that the man had the infirmity for 38 years. That's, that's some people's lifespan. Infirmity here represents a fixed position. Fixed in time, fixed in a certain place, fixed in a certain state of mind. 
It's the interior of some home. It's within the limits of a confined space. In other words, stuck. Somebody say stuck. How many of you have been in a stuck position, a fixed position, stuck in an unhealthy relationship, stuck in your finances, just can't seem to move? You know, the reality is, is when you stay in a fixed position for a long period of time, you begin to adjust. You begin to get comfortable. Stuck in a state of mind, stuck in tradition, stuck in guilt due to a law that you can't perfect when God has given you grace. Stuck. See, look at verse 6. When, when Jesus saw him lying there and, and knew he had been there in that condition for a long time. Somebody say, a long time. He said to him, do you want to be made whole? I'm speaking to you today from the topic be whole. The word been in that passage where it describes that he'd been in that condition for a long time. In the Greek, it's pronounced echo. Somebody say echo. This is profound because an echo is caused by a reflection of sound. Sound waves bounce from a surface and back to the listener. An echo repeats Depending on the space that you're in, an echo can repeat multiple times, times, times. And I sub so I submit to you this morning that if you are in a, a fixed position and you've been there for an extended period of time, when you speak of your situation, the words you speak come back to your ears after you hear it for so long, you connect yourself with those words. So every time you say, I'm broke, I'm overweight, I'm ugly, I'm this, I'm that, you begin to reflect the words that you speak. Now, who knows how many times the certain man had thought, thought, said, and heard, I have no one to, to put me in the pool, and while I am coming, another steps down before me. Who knows how many times he heard when another steps down before me, and when I am coming, another steps down before me, echo. While I am coming, while I am coming, while I am coming, another, another, another steps down before me. Somebody say, stop, stop, stop. Now, I imagine that there are some of you listening online or in the building, like this certain man with the infirmity, you may have been passed over. Remember, he was laying down. You may have been stepped over, looked over, look down upon, and you might be feeling low. You might be weak, a little frail in your situation. You are in your echo's thoughts and in your mind. Mind, mind, mind. Low, low, low. Another steps down before me, before me. You may be in a tough place today, but I dare you right now in the mighty name of Jesus to begin some echo, some promises into your own hearing. Right now, I am the head and not the tail. I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. My ladder shall be greater than my past. I'm pressing toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. The best, somebody said the best, is yet to come. Hallelujah. Life and death are in the power of the, of the tongue. So you got to be careful what you say, what you allow yourself to hear. Because those words echo into your hearing 
in your mind and have effect an effect on your body and your soul. The echo is not just unique to sound. The echo speaks to time, the place, and the state that you are in. It can hold you to a thing, cause you to cling or be closely joined to a person or a thing. So when they say, so why did she just leave? They didn't understand the echo. They didn't understand the cycle of abuse that you were in. When they say, well, why didn't you just do that? If I was her, I would, if I was him. Hallelujah. Remember, this echo comes from the word been. The echo is past tense. It's almost like the word echo is saying, I've been here before. <laughs> I've been here before. The echo serves as a constant reminder of your condition. The echo can take hold of your mind and agitate your emotions. You know, Jesus knew how long the man been in the, the condition. He knew how long he'd been there. And yet he still felt it necessary to ask, do you want to be made whole? Why, why, why did he ask him the question, do you want to be made whole? Think about the woman who was, she was pressing her way through the crowd. She was low to the ground and in humility, she was even saying to herself, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know that I can be made whole. The leper, think about the leper. Out of the 10, he was the only one that came back and said, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. He was coming back. The scriptures say for the lepers, as they went, as they went, they were made whole. There was some movement with these, these other people that were healed. There was some, some wanting, some longing that was able, you were able to see it. You were able to hear it. It was something. But this man, this man, the certain man, the certain man, it says he was just lying there. Huh? Lying there. And the very one who could heal him, he told the healer, when I step down to get into the pool, someone always steps before me. He told the one who can heal him, when I step down to get into the pool, someone comes before me. You see, the woman was looking towards Jesus, the leper towards Jesus. The man was looking at his situation. He was looking at his circumstances. Do you want to be made whole? Are you looking to Jesus on today? Are you looking at your circumstances and the, the, determining just how bad it is, whether you can get out of it or not? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Being whole consists of three parts. I need you guys to get this. He was asking, do you want to be sound in mind? Do you want to be sound in your body? Do you want to be restored to health? There's a, there's a second part to that sound in body. It's not just talking about your individual health, but it's also talking about, do you want to be healed in the members, the members of your body, your arms, your legs, your feet, your, your, the members of your body? And the third, Finally, he was asking him, do you want to be sound in speech and truth? The truth of his word. That third meaning, that third meaning got me. It's a, it's a third meaning of the word whole. He was asking when he asked him, do you want to be sound in speech and in truth? Do you want teaching which does not deviate from the truth? Do you want to be a Christian whose opinions are free from any mixture of error? He's asking the same thing to you today. Do you want, do you want to be made whole? You know, as I was preparing this message, the Holy Spirit gave me the phrase, the, the sum of many parts. 
sum of many parts. There are many parts to us. We're molded by life's experiences, hardships, choices, our culture, our upbringing, struggles, lessons learned. But it's God who makes us whole. And in fact, some of your experience could be the, the root cause of why you are not sound in your mind, your body, and divided in your soul. We are the sum of many parts, but only God, saints, only God, only God can make us whole. God is calling you this morning to emerge, emerge as whole. It's God who completes us. In fact, his word says, he who began a good work in you shall complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So I'm here today, I come by today simply to just let you know or to snatch somebody spirit out of the situation that's hindering their wholeness with the truth of this word. His truth can undo some lies spoken over you and about you and by you. You know, somebody needs to, to know this morning, you are not your mistakes. You are not your experiences. The things that happen to you happen to you. They are not who you are. They, they don't have the authority to define you. Do not allow life's circumstances to dictate whether you are whole. Fact, we will go through the storms of life. We will have struggles. We're going to have battles. When we go through, we but we can have a sound mind. You can go through it with a sound mind. You can be restored in your bodies, and you can walk in the truth, in remembering the words, worship. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. He didn't say it was going to be easy. He said that in spite of those things. Huh? You can still be whole. Be whole, be whole. This is for my note takers. We have to be whole in mind, body, and soul. So I'm going to give you three nuggets. We can be whole when we are not divided in mind, not divided in your mind. Can't do both. They say you can't serve two masters. You can't serve God and mammon. You're going to love one and hate the other. You can't do both. You guys say, it says, choose you this day whom you will serve. It says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. You can't be whole if you're not divided in your mind. We can be whole individually and collectively when we are not divided in body. Now for this one, God gave me singleness of heart. Singleness of heart. Just think about it in the natural. Think about your heart. We got one heart. We have one heart. And the heart has four chambers. There are two upper atria and two lower ventricles. And then you have your valve, the heart valve, which keep, the valves are what keeps the blood flowing in one direction, one direction. The right side collects oxygen and poor blood from the body and sends it to the lungs, and then the left side carries oxygen-rich blood to the lungs and pumps it to the rest of the body. Can you imagine if the heart valve just decided one day, I'm gonna change directions. You keep, you're supposed to be keeping things going in the same direction. If your heart valve's decided right now, I'm just, I'm gonna go this way. You're supposed to be going this way. I'm coming this way. How many of you know that's going to impact the whole body? 
The whole body suffers when that one, one valve decided, I'm going this way. Huh? That's why when I hear people say, do you, you can't just do you. You got to do what God called you to do. You can't just do you. You are an individual that's a part of a whole body, and your actions impact the actions of everybody else. Huh? Do you. Do what God called you to do. Third, we can behold, we can behold when we are not deceived by lies. Not deceived by lies. Huh? God is not limited. So what you believe, it does affect whether you are whole or not. What you believe does affect your soul salvation. The scriptures say, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. And by this, by this belief, you are saved. Huh? We need teaching that don't deviate from the truth. Lies, you know what lies do? They allow you to limit God. They put a limit on God in your mind. In your mind, because God is not limited. But if he's limited in your mind, then you limit what he's able to do for you. Huh? Go thy way, thy faith had made thee whole. You got to do your part, amen? Turn to Romans chapter 12, verses 4 and 5. Romans chapter 12, verses 4 and 5. Just as we, just as you are whole, the sum of many parts, they, the same is true that we are one whole body, the sum of many parts. It says, just as our body has many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are all parts of his one body, and each of us has a different work to do. And since we are all one body in Christ, we belong to each other, and each of us needs all the others. You know something? Um, as I was going along, I came across, there's an old adage. It says, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. You know, there's, and there were so many different analogies that to pull from to make this point, but I, I grabbed three simple ones. And think about, just think about a team of basketball players working well together. They're greater than the sum of its parts. A team where everybody pulls their weight and uses their talent is greater than one star player by themselves trying to carry a team. It may work for a little while, but it can't last. It won't get you to the championship. One lady, think about, I thought it was a lady uh, used her. She shared that she could type 45 words per minute with her, her left hand and 45 words per minute with her right hand. But with both hands working together, she typed 135 words per minute. So she just, she over, she over, you know what I'm saying, together, what you can do together versus what you can do with one or what you can do with another. And then even look at the ants. Somebody said them ants are some hard-working little things. Working well together is greater than the sum of its parts. Amen? You know, I, I do believe this morning that God wants us to take a lesson from his creation today. For me, I'm going to share... Uh, for, for quite some time now, I've just been loving birds, watching birds, watching, you know, the different, um, they call them murmurations. Have you ever seen a flock of birds together, how they just, 
and they form this pattern in the sky. And sometimes you see them, they move in this way, and they all go that way, and they all come this way. For me, I've even started looking at some of it on TV, on that National Geographic channel. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, but it's just, how do they do that? How do they just stay so synchronized like that? And I found out after studying, the, the way that birds are able to create such beauty in the sky is they follow three simple rules. Three simple rules. The first one is alignment. Everyone moving forward in unison with precise coordination and execution. Alignment. Moving forward in unison with precise coordination and execution. The second one is separation. You know, there has to be just enough space between each bird for them to move in alignment. Huh? They can't be too close and they can't be too far apart. That third one is cohesion. The act of forming a united whole, being close in agreement and working well together. So I just, I need you to get this. In the midst of all those swirling birds, and it's a lot of them, moving forward in unison with just enough space in between, they form a united whole because they're in close agreement and working well together. Now, during the swirlings, when food is scarce, the birds share information in those large groups about food so that they can all eat. Think about this bird, hey, hey, I just found out over here, there's some food over here, and then you get me found over here, hey, some, hey, there's some food back down over there where, you know, right? I submit to you today, one shares the benefit today and benefits tomorrow, but I submit to you today that, that now is the time for the body of Christ to be whole in mind, body, and truth for the sake of souls. Then we can be in alignment with just enough separation and cohesion to be united as one whole body. Huh? Alignment, separation, and cohesion. We confuse the enemy when we're connected. When we're together, when we Zoom together, when we connect together, when we pray together, when we are together, when we come together, when we stay connected, we confuse the enemy. Because it's the bird that's by himself that becomes easy prey for the enemy. Huh? But they do this for survival. Huh? We got to be able to, to, to share this word. This word is the food that they're sharing. When we share these this word in our connections, on our Zoom calls, on our prayer line, when we talk to one another, we share that. We got to be in alignment with just enough separation and cohesion to be whole, amen? I believe this morning that God is speaking to us today and telling us to, to rise up, take up our beds, and walk. Huh? We don't have to be stuck anymore. Rise up here means that there's a separation from a part of a whole. Look at the irony, it's just so ironic. God destroyed the union between man and his condition. Lift up, raise up, elevate, loose, remove, bear up. The Spirit of the Lord is saying, rise up and be whole. Be elevated, be loosed in the name of Jesus. It says, rise up in your mental health. Huh? Nobody, it's like quiet on that. In your mental health. 
Because if you're not all right and you don't deal with your mental health, that turns to mental illness. Rise up and take care of your body. Do your part. Be completely restored to health. Rise up in the truth of God's word. Fill your mind with his promises so you can change the sound of the echo. When you fill your mind with God's word and you fill your eyes and it's what you're hearing and it's what you're seeing, you got the power, you have the authority to change the negative echo in your mind. Verse 9 says, and immediately, immediately, the man was made whole. He took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. When Jesus told him to rise up, it caused him to be whole. It generated movement. The scripture says, immediately. I'm, I'm just crazy enough to believe that while we're talking and while this word is going forth, that, that wholeness is coming to pass. That somebody even now is making up their mind about a situation. Arise. When God says, rise up, take up your bed and walk. He's telling you to walk, that you are already free, but you just got to know that in your mind. Father, change the sound of the echo in the lives of your people right now in the name of Jesus. You know, this certain man experienced separation from a surrounded and enclosed space. He rose up and got out. The word of God, his truth can generate movement in your life. And think about, let's just look at, look at verse 10. We're still in John. The Jews therefore said to him who was cured, it is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your load or carry your bed. Can you, can you imagine that? <laughs> 38 years. 38 years. You've been laying there for 38 years. And as you are on your way with your bed, think, just imagine it with your sanctified imagination. You're walking. And someone says to you, it's not lawful for you to carry your bed. Come on, somebody. Imagine you couldn't see, you couldn't hear, you couldn't do any of the things that your faculty, your, you couldn't do those things. And God healed you. And somebody say, it's not lawful. That ain't lawful for you to go ahead and uh, and you walk into. They don't know your story. They don't know what God brought you from. They don't know what God took take you from. What did, where did God take you from? It's not lawful. It's sad. It's sad how some are stuck in religious tradition that they miss the most important thing. They forget to, how to display the love of God, the mercy of God, the love of God. The man been laying there for 38 years. The Sabbath was made for the man and not man for the Sabbath. Jesus, he didn't come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill the law. And he fulfilled the law with love, with grace, with mercy, with healing, with compassion, with empathy. Hallelujah. I don't know if you understand. 
excuse me for a minute, but I think you ought to give God some praise in this place right here. Just think about what God brought you from. Hallelujah. It's not lawful for you to take up your bed. I dare you to rise up even now. Hallelujah. Make up your mind even now in the situation that you are facing. In spite of the negative echo, even now you can make up your mind. And in the face of the law, hallelujah. Hallelujah, you better give God some praise in this place. Oh, he's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. And you do, you need to understand this truth. Here's the truth. Here's the hard thing about that. Not everyone is going to celebrate you becoming whole. Not everybody is going to be excited about you coming out, about you making better decisions, about you making healthy choices and getting rid of toxic relationships and not sitting in the back and talking about everybody. Not everybody's going to be excited about the change that God has done in your life. When you choose to do something different, how huh, in the face of adversity, in spite of people talking about you, lying on you, not everybody going to celebrate you becoming whole, you being whole, you walking in your wholeness, you doing what's good for your mind, you doing what's good for your body. Hallelujah. It's crazy. But you got to, and, and you know, it could, it's kind of like you feel like you're going in this direction. You're doing some things to, to improve yourself, ultimately improving the entire body. And you got the naysayers. And some people, they, they turn back because of that, or they, they shrink back because of that. They dim their light a little bit. But I just want to encourage you. That, that, that's not your, you know, with the, it's a passage, it's a, um, a phrase that says, birds of a feather flock together. So that's all right. They ain't in your flock. Hallelujah. They ain't in your flock. They're not in alignment with you. Huh? They're not in the, just enough separation to let you be able to do your own thing, but, but we're still in alignment. They're not in cohesion with you. They're not praying. They're not the one you call when, when prayer needs to go forth. They're not the one that got your back when you need assistance, when you need help, when you need a word from the Lord. That's all right. Birds of a feather flock together. I'm going to need you to be with somebody that's aligned, separated, cohesion, huh? I thank God for his word on today. I dare you stand to your feet in this place and give God some praise. Hallelujah. 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 God, we give you glory this morning. God, we give you honor this morning. Hallelujah. God, I pray even now that you would just touch your people right now, God. Everybody under the sound of my voice, God, that you would meet every need, God. Father God, you see us each individually and collectively, Lord God. You know what it is that we stand in need of as an individual body and as a whole body. And I pray right now, Father God, that your spirit, Father God, would touch the lives and the hearts of your people in this place. Father God, that you would show us 
where it is if our mind is divided. Hallelujah. That you would show us what we need to do for this body, this temple. How do we take care of this temple better? Hallelujah. That we might be whole, hallelujah, for soul's sake. That we can impact the kingdom. Hallelujah. For your glory, God. God, we give you honor in this place, God. We thank you for grace and for mercy. And God, we thank you that even when we don't know what to say, like the certain man, when we are looking at our circumstances, we're looking at our situation, God, that you would lift our eyes towards you, Father God. Right now, God, in the name of Jesus, that we will make you bigger than our problems, God. We'll make you bigger than our situations, God. Father God, that there's no circumstance too great for you, God. God, we thank you for who you are in our lives, God. And we thank you that this word will accomplish all that you sent it to do. We honor you, Lord God. We give you glory, honor, and praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, we say amen. 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 Lift up a praise in this place. Oh, give them glory for your wholeness. Hallelujah. Online in your living room, give them glory for your wholeness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. You're so worthy of praise, Father. And if you're under the sound of my voice, if you need prayer at this time, I just ask that you to slip up your hand. If you're online, we ask that you call the number 850-862-3899. If you have a prayer request, we just want to you slip up your hand and for you to get it on your heart and in your own mind what it is that you, you have in mind. Hallelujah. I see you. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Before we go any further, if, uh, if you don't have a church home and you would like striving to be that home, you can slip up your hand and the usher will get some information from you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to God in prayer. God, I thank you that you see the hands that were raised, that you know the people online with the requests that they have, God. I thank you, Father God, that there's nothing that you don't know. I thank you, Father God, that you're all powerful, that you are all powerful, Father God, that you're all knowing, that you are all seeing, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you understand our individual needs, God. And you also understand the collective need of your people, Father God. I thank you, God, that you are sweeping even through households right now, Father, and making right, right, God. Hallelujah. And those things, Father God, we're speaking of those things that are not as though they are, God. In the name of Jesus, that it is whole. Hallelujah, that there is healing, God. I thank you, Father God, that you are dealing with mental health issues, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, that you are a God that rules over depression, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that you're removing fear. Hallelujah, even now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. You are worthy to be praised, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, for every ailment, Lord God, for every unspoken prayer request, Father, for those that don't even, they don't even know what to say, Lord God. I thank you that you are a God who hears our hearts, Lord God. You hear us, Jesus, and you know us, God. And I thank you, Jesus, 
I thank you for moving even now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. We give you glory in this place. I see a God that you're doing it even now, God. I thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I remember the word that said while he was yet speaking, the healing was manifesting. Hallelujah. In the home, hallelujah, of the one who petitioned the Lord. I thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. How you said, go thy way, thy faith had made thee whole. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I give you honor, Father. We give you glory in this place. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. We say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. I dare you open up your mouth and tell him something sweet like, God, you're good. You're good. You're good. God, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. You're mighty, God, you're mighty, you're mighty. Yes, God, hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. We love you in this place. If you're under the sound of my voice and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if you don't know him as Lord and Savior, you slip up your hand in this place. If you're online, I ask that you call that same number. It's on your screen. Someone will pray the prayer of salvation with you. Hallelujah. I don't see any hands. So I ask that you be blessed in this place and thank God for his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.